Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on the Mayo Media Network. Happy Monday. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. I am Chris Meany, joined by Eric Young. What is up, EY? He is underway. Uh, It is definitely not going to be smooth sailing. Let's not kid ourselves. But, man, it is a lot of hockey all the time. And you're looking at one happy person. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you must be happy. Preds are 2-0. Leafs bounce back after a win against uh, or a loss against Ottawa in the first of two. Yeah, busy all the time here. And, and I love it. There's lots of hockey. There's 10 games on the ice today. If you're just new to the show, welcome. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment in the YouTube section on maybe your favorite pick for the day, your favorite player, your favorite waiver wire pickup. Maybe you have a question in your season-long leagues, you're unsure if you should trade a guy, give up on a guy. It's only been a week, but I know I'm getting the questions. What's oh, going first on day. this player? Need to yeah. drop him. What's happening? Oh, my goodness. You know you get that stuff too, Eric. Yeah. I mean, first day, like star players. Like, oh, he only got one assist. Well, should I move on? I was like, dude, it's been one game. Like, Can you, can you guess who the most, like the guy who's been uh, dropped the most? Today, just, you know, we're, we're coming at you early on a Monday. So there's only a couple hours for people to wake um, up and drop it. But you, if you dig deep and you think about last year and who has dropped a ton and somebody we talked about a lot picked up and dropped all yeah. year, who do you think it is? Is it Duclair again? It's Anthony Duclair again. <laughs> the, most, the most dropped player. <laughs> I mean, the Panthers have only played one game, right? One I mean, game. They had the two games postponed against Dallas. They played against the Hawks last night and they beat them five, two, but you know, all the reports of Duclair playing with the big boys actually had Barkoff and Huberto split up a bit. And that's probably something that they may do. I mean, losing Dadnoff and Hoffman, but Duclair is the most drop player, uh, Dominic Kubalik, Dylan Strom, and then a bunch of random defensemen. Um, Dadnoff is in there too, as a drop player who I do like yeah, any of too. those guys that you have. Do you have any of those guys? Uh, I have Dadnoff in a few places, and I'm going to hold on to him. Uh, I, I still like him. I think, you mean, when when they settle in, he's still going to be on, you know, top six, play power play time. Um, he's he's a very effective player. Yeah, in this list, the Strom boys, I would actually keep uh, both of them. They're, they're right in here, Ryan and Dylan. Uh, Dylan for um, Chicago. I know that the Blackhawks stink, but he's got two points in three games. He's got an opportunity yeah. to really play there. Uh, he's going to play a on. ton, right? He's going to play with Patrick Kane. Yeah, and Dadnoff, I would hang on to as well. Uh, we'll get to a couple ads maybe towards the end of the show uh, that you and I have. So, again, if you are new to the show, thank you so much. Please, as Mayo says, smash that like button. Uh, we have a $100 giveaway already. Uh, Pat is giving away more bucks, and it's not Canadian fake Monopoly money. It is real U.S. dollars. Uh, Mike Singe underscore is the, the first winner of $100. And if you want to get in on more draws... All you got to do is rate, review, subscribe, leave five stars, leave your email. So if you're an Apple podcast listener, uh, leave your email there for Pat and he's going to give away more money this week. So more draws happening. So love all the support. Thank you guys so much. If you followed Eric and I last year on four stack lines or any of our work, uh, something that he, he and I like to do is just take a look at teams that play four games for the week to help you guys get the advantage. It's called four game streams. Uh, take a look at teams that are playing two games. So if you're just hanging on to a player that's only going to play two games, you know, why not drop him for a guy that's going to play four or five? That's kind of how you and I roll with streamers, right? If you're in a shallow league, eight teams, 10 teams, you probably aren't going to have that sort of strategy, but you're playing in deeper leagues, head to head formats. Um, you know, you got, numerous amounts of moves for the season. You don't got to worry about that four moves of the week. Uh, why not take advantage of those moves? So it moving forward, we'll dive into that. This is like a two week period with fantasy hockey, how it started on the Wednesday. So most leagues are just stretched long. I won't dive into it too deep, but Eric, I was taking a look. There are a ton of teams that play four games. Um, at least 19 play four games this week. So you really aren't going to find the advantage, but there's one, the only team to play five games for the week, it's the Winnipeg Jets. Um, and something that you and I like to look at, do they start the week strong? They do. They play tonight and they play tomorrow. They play midweek and then they play Saturday and Sunday. They're only one of three teams to play Saturday and Sunday. So you get the 
you know, that those weekend games in there as well. Any Jets stand out to you? I was looking at Paul Stastny. He's about his ownership is around 20% in Yahoo leagues. He's centering what I think the Jets two best snipers in Connor and line a, and then Josh Morrissey, who played almost half the game on the blue line uh, in, in the Jets most recent game. Any interest in those two, you know, knowing that Winnipeg plays five games this week? Yeah, especially with the five games, like, look, it's it's just about, you know, opportunity and ice time and, and, and playing in the right place. Morrissey's playing a ton, obviously playing on the power play. Uh, anybody that's going to play with Patrick Laine this year, we talked about it in the first show. And I said, you know, he's a guy that, that I really believe in this year. And, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, I don't listen to narrative, follow the numbers, this, that and the other. What I do is I follow, I, I listen to narrative and I follow the money. Patrick Laine is playing for his future. You know, if you don't think that's motivating, I, I don't know if he does or he doesn't want to play in Winnipeg, but he definitely wants a big money deal. Well, you got to perform. If you want the cash, you, you got to show it in, in the numbers. I think Patrick Line is going to be a monster and anyone that plays with him, sign me up. Yeah, he scored two goals in his opener. Is, is it something to keep an eye on that he wasn't able to practice yesterday? I think yeah, he he's took part. And then he left, but there's no real word on, on anything there. I know the Jets had to cancel a couple practices, at least one due to just like COVID scares. Uh, so keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to suit up tonight or not, but I still like Paul Stastny as a, as a deep league streamer, potentially. This guy is going to have uh, five games. Calgary is the only team to play twice. So if you're hanging on to Dylan Dube, uh, Dube, who's you know playing in that top role, Maybe that's a guy that you just, that's an example, right? Do you want two games of who's hit the score sheet twice? Do you want two games of him or do you want five games of Paul Stastny? Just little things that Eric and I will talk about um, through the show. Before we get to the picks today and a few DFS picks for you guys, I got some props as well. Just wanted to run through some news notes and the injuries. Couturier, Sean Couturier, he's going to be out at least two weeks. Morgan Frost is going to take his spot at center. He's going to uh, play between JVR and Voracek. And they're going to keep Giroux, Hayes, and Farabee together. Why not? Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson ruled out through at least Thursday. He's on IR. This was a bust for me. I'm not a huge. I, I do like him. He's not playing on a great team. I think he's slightly overrated in terms of fantasy. Uh, I don't know if I'd even hang on to him, to be honest. But you have an IR spot you can hold. Uh, Andre Kasha, doubtful. This is a doubtful to play today. It's a guy who's just been pretty frustrating. Eric uh, hasn't been able to live up to the, the fantasy hockey hype, the analytic hype that a lot of people have for this guy. Um, Nicholas Robertson, your boy, knee injury is scheduled for MRI. Kasperi Kapanen uh, off COVID protocol, so we could see him pretty soon. Mike Smith, long-term IR. Jason Spezza, waived. JT Miller, good to go tonight. And Quinn Hughes, missed practice. What do you take away from all of that stuff? Um, I, I, the JT Miller thing. I mean, that's, I think this, this is the guy that drives this team. He's the engine of the Vancouver Canucks and, uh, and you can see it. I mean, when he's not playing, they are a slightly different team. Um, having him back in the lineup is going to change their fortunes and change it for the better. He had an unbelievable year last year and I can, I think he's going to do the same this year. I like that. Yeah. Miller's a stud. Okay. So let's get into tonight. So many games, right? 10 games. This is awesome. Yeah. we got the afternoon 12 Eastern Columbus and Detroit, the Red Wings. We were just you and I and Maddie, our guy, producer, Matt Best, we were debating on who is the worst team in the league. Uh, Detroit is certainly right there. They did pick up OW though. They got the split against the hurricanes. Columbus lost both games against the Preds. You probably watched both of those games. You saw Columbus, what do you make tonight? We got the Blue Jackets, one of the heaviest favorites on the board today, minus 165. The total is five and a half. Red Wings home dogs plus 140. I feel like Columbus gets their first win today. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, we were talking about you know, the the first game. Like, I get they're going to win. Look, they're a professional hockey team. Other teams are going to come in. They're going to win some games and stuff. But, man, 12 shots a net for an entire NHL game when Detroit was playing from behind the entire game you got a guy making $9 million on your team. Like uh, it's just unacceptable. And, and anytime a team is playing Detroit home or away, I don't think that makes much of a difference this year. Like we saw in the bubble, like it was, you know, a lot of times the away team won and, and which we didn't think was going to happen because the coach has last change, but I think home, home ice advantage, it's not going to exist this year. There is no energy to get it's, you're hearing crowd noise, but they're hearing nothing. They're, you know, it's like me playing rec league on, on Wednesday night. There's nobody there watching. You're, you're on your own. It doesn't mean the players aren't going to compete and it's not going to be good, but, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, for me um, with Detroit, uh, I, I'm, I'm starting guys in my lineup anytime they play Detroit. Uh, and, and I'm always on the other side of the bat. And I think five and a half, 
Oh, geez, the over-under, that's that's right. I don't know, man. It, it's tempting to go over. I, I think Columbus is really going to show up, but I mean, Columbus doesn't score a ton. So maybe, you know, I don't know. That's, that's a weird one for me. I was thinking about it most of the morning. I think I would lean with the under. Yeah. I think I just, uh, how much offense is Detroit going to be able to muster? And you're right. Columbus doesn't score a whole lot. And Corpus Elvis, both of these guys are studs, right? They're both pretty solid goalies. You, you said you're a guy that follows narratives. Uh, You're an athlete. Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, there's been so many reports and rumors. I'm sure he's a distraction in the room. Tort says he wants to go. He's got to go. He's, he doesn't want to be here. He's been honest. I wish he'd be a little bit more honest on why he wants to leave. Do you think he's gone soon? Do you think they play this out? They're, they're patient with it. Uh, how would you like, again, you're the athlete. It has to be a distraction in the room for the guys knowing that this guy does not want to be there. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's for sure. It's a distraction. I, you know, he said all the right things like, yo, you're going to, you know, going to get the best me and I'm going to compete. And, and he is, you I mean, there's no doubt, but I think there is a difference when you're, you're motivated to not be there. You mean like, what are you really working for? You don't care about Columbus. You don't care about winning in Columbus. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I feel like saying that you don't want to be there. I don't think it has anything to do with his teammates. I don't think it, I, I, you know, it might have something to do with Tortorella. It's just, we've seen this before. People don't want to play in Columbus. Uh, you hear sometimes like Seth, Seth Jones talks very highly of it. And a lot of the players love it in Columbus. Other players, they get in and they want out right away. So I, I don't know. It's a weird situation to be in. There's no doubt in my mind that it is a distraction. And he's got no points on the season. You mean like he, he got some money. It's a short, you know, kind of a bridge deal. And now he needs to be playing to sell himself to these other teams, wherever it is that he wants to go. We don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely a distraction. And, it, and it's unfortunate because I, I was ho- really hoping for a PLD to have a big year this year. Yeah, it's, it's too bad that it doesn't seem like a lot of people want to play there. I mean, Bobrovsky was probably a good thing that he didn't want to play there. They didn't spend all that money on him, but they, you know, they lost Panarin and they lost Duchesne. They've lost a few players over the past couple of years now, Pierre-Luc Dubois. So if you're playing in a showdown, any afternoon stuff, I think, you know, you go to Pierre-Luc Dubois, you go to Oliver Bjorkstrat. Those are my two favorite Columbus players. They're playing together. They're both volume shooters. Uh, a good spot for them to bounce back tonight. I, w- I, I think so. I like Columbus. It's one of my favorite picks. If, you, if you're listening here early, you get on them. Uh, I think you could even take them on the puck line tonight. I think they show up like a 4-1 game, a 3-1 game. I do like the under and Columbus just maybe potentially on the money line, some juice there. All right, let's move into uh, – let's move over to some some afternoon games here or some after-the-afternoon games. Let's start with the Bruins and the Islanders. Both teams got the split. Boston uh, took the first game against the Devils. They lost uh, the second game. They did get a point out of that one. They're minus 125 on the money line. The Islanders – Another team here, home dogs. What do you make of this contest? This is tough, man. I told um, I told Cam on Friday, I'd typically stay away from the Islanders. It was a good call from him, the bounce back game with the Rangers. Any feel between these two teams? It's tough, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, betting and, and guessing at this point. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys, this is the longest that, you know, for a huge amount of the players, this is the longest it's been in between playing actual competitive hockey, probably in their entire lives. Uh, that That is a factor, you know, um, teams that, you know, like the Islanders that play, you know, a very structured game, a defensive game. I think a lot of people were believing, you know, this kind of play was going to, you know, be better for them. And, and I don't know for sure we're seeing that. I think we're seeing teams that score are, are scoring like crazy because the defensive structure isn't there because they haven't been playing and they haven't been practicing uh, and they're not going to practice. So it, 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 you know, like you can talk about being defensively structured, but if you're not practicing and getting the reps, uh, you know, practicing formations and, and, and you know, le- learning what another player is going to do at, at certain times, defensive structure is, it, you know, it can be taught, but it doesn't just happen overnight. And, and they're not going to practice a lot this year. There was a, you know, a very shortened training camp. So it, it's really weird. This is a really weird season. After the first game, you're thinking, oh man, here come, you know, the Oilers may not, Islanders may not lose a game. You mean like, that's what it looked like. And the Rangers back bounce back, uh, back bounced back and beat them the next time they played. So it's, it's a wild man. It's going to be a wild season. And, and you know, I mean, like we were saying earlier, people dropping players right away and you know, me and you, and then everyone formulated their opinions and they're changing quick. You know, it seems like uh, opinions are changing game to game. 
I still believe in the Oilers, and that's just simply because Barry Trotz. Yeah, if I was to choose, I would go with the under. I mean, the, the Bruins, uh, they're still without Pasternak, right? Um, that top line is not the same, right? It's yep. And the Islanders with Varlamov, he had the shutout in the first game. He got Rask in there, expected to start. You know, Bruins got four goals in two games. I don't know. I would, I would, and they've only given up four and two. So I would lean with the under, but it is, it is a stay away for me. I'm more interested in this next game, and I'm sure you are as well. Winnipeg and Toronto. We got the total at six and a half. Lots of goals. Leafs 159 on the money line. The Jets 130. Leafs 0 and 3 against the spread. What do you make so far of the Leafs? I mean, it feels like it's kind of a lot, a lot of the same. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel uh, this defensive core is the best that they've had in the last couple of years. Um, Brody had a really, de- you know, a decent game in the first game. And then the second game, oh, geez. I mean, against Ottawa, he looked he looked really bad. I mean, really bad. To the point where, like, I think it was Ray Ferraro on the TSN uh broadcast was literally calling him out on the on the broadcast he does that sometimes I mean, doesn't he? he yeah and it's you I mean like i kind of noticed it and then he was talking about it and like he didn't throw him under the bus he wasn't saying anything that wasn't true but i mean you don't see that a lot in hockey i love ray ferraro that's awesome he's being completely honest i mean, I mean it's not like tj brody's a bad player but man did he have a bad game against ottawa like a really really bad game and a guy that's going to be on that on the ice that much uh it's kind of terrifying uh, I don't think that's who TJ Brody is, but I mean, the Leafs, even when they get down, like they're going to score. We've seen that already. I think that's going to be what it is all year. They're, they're going to be able to score that, you know, especially if they get on the power play, you know, you get into trouble with them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really like the over in this game because I believe Winnipeg can, can, can score as well. Yes, they can. They have two really strong lines. And just taking a look, I know it's early, but we will be diving into, at least I will, I'll be diving into like high danger chances against five on five scoring chances, who's controlling the puck. It's, it's real early, so we don't have a ton of data. But so far, the Leafs top five in high danger chances allowed. Uh, scoring chances, you know, top 10. We don't, the Jets have only played one game, so we don't have a lot of data there. But last year, they were among the leaders in high danger chances. I think it was you and I who talked about Connor Hellebuck. Like, nobody has seen more rubber than him over the last three years. Yes, he starts a lot, <laughs> but the Jets defense, not the same from two years ago. They lost a lot of guys on that blue they line. They didn't do anything. That's... And Bufflin, right? Like, these guys, they're yeah. still kind of re- regrouping from losing those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, so I I like the over. Matt, do you got a feel on this on the Leafs and Jets tonight? I like the over a lot. Um, I'm gonna go with a cheeky little prop with a William Nylander first goal. Uh, that's what I'm feeling there. I don't want to pay the juice on Tavares. I don't pay the juice on Matthews. Um, I might do a Zach Hyman anytime goal. He's been buzzing lately too. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's feels like the same old Toronto, but with just a slightly better decor. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Bjorkstrad and Pierre-Luc Dubois for first goals. Um, good long shots there, 10-1, to 11-1. to 1. Uh, I like that call, uh, Matty, for sure. I, I think the Leafs win the game. They would be my pick, but I definitely like the over. I just think is, you know, we've seen this. It's a small sample size. But this North Division, Eric, goals. Yeah. Like tons of goals so far. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think we were all thinking it and hoping it, you know, hoping it was going to be happening because I mean, goals make it exciting. You know, guys get up a couple of years ago, you get up two goals and the game is over. You know I mean, like it, it, it just was, was hard to come back from something like that. Now it's like, you know, two goal lead is really nothing, especially in the North. Uh, it's exciting, man. So far it's, you know, it's kind of like watching junior hockey a little bit, you know, there's so many more mistakes because no training camp and all the time off for a lot of the players. So it's uh, I've really enjoyed it. You know, it's still NHL hockey. It's awesome. It's fast. It's, it, it's, a, it's an unreal product, but it's, it, man, there's in the North, I think we're going to see the most goals out of any of these divisions. I agree. Keep an eye on line. A, like I said, the news, but his shot prop two and a half minus one thirty nine. I like that one quite a bit. He's a volume shooter. He just loves to shoot the puck. He can't help himself. And this is, uh, I, I always love when Matthews and line, I go head to head. It's, it just seems yeah. like they, they always put on a show. Uh, both of those, both of those guys, uh, first goals, Matty gave a good one. Um, I'll go to line a again. Right. I mean, I just 13 to one for just a volume shooter and a sniper. I just, I have a lot of interest in in that that uh, that prop. There's no question. Buffalo and Philly next. Flyers two and zero. Oh. 
they took care of the Penguins pretty easily. I watched both of those games. There's, I have a lot of questions about the Penguins. They finally bounced back. They got a win against the Caps last night. But Pittsburgh, 2-0 and to start the season. Buffalo, 0-2 to start the season. Minus 165 money line for the Flyers. 140 for the Sabres. Mentioned Cam. We were both on the Sabres uh, on Friday. I thought they played a really good game against Washington. Uh, They were all over them for a good part of the second period. And then into the third, they got a late goal to tie it. And then the Caps took the lead back. It's hard to bet against the Flyers, man. Even with Sean Couturier out of the lineup, this is a deep hockey team. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think the real thing is you're getting back Oscar Limbaum, who's a very good player that can play all over the lineup. Uh, Nolan Patrick, who I don't, you know, didn't play last year. They uh, somehow the rich get richer. You know, the team was already good, and then you get these two really, really good players back. Uh, young guys like Farabee, Frost is going to step in and play. You know, those are young players, but they're good players. Uh, and in my opinion, Carter Hart, you know, really good year last year, and I think he's going to be in the Vesna talk this year. I believe that 100. percent I said it during the first show. Philadelphia is my pick to play in the Stanley Cup. Uh, I put my money where my mouth is. I, I bet on them playing in the final. Uh, I also, we also talked, Chris, about me play, putting money on Ottawa because I'm a sucker for punishment. Uh, <laughs> the odds were just too good. I mean, 10 yeah, bucks. No doubt they're good. Like, yeah, they're good yeah. for a reason. I know they're good for a reason, but this is, if there's a year to bet on the Ottawa Senators, this is it because I'm, look at, man, it's madness. Anything could happen. Guys are going to get sick. People are going to get COVID. Guys are going to get hurt. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it is, it, we haven't seen anything yet. It is going to be absolutely insanity for betting, uh, especially for fantasy. We saw it in football and I think uh, with hockey, because there's so many more players and guys that can contribute and stuff that can happen. We're going to see, it's going to be even crazier this year. I believe that. I don't want it to be like that, but man, it's going to be a wild ride. Hold on tight. It will be, you know, those odds may get better as the season goes. I was talking to Matt about the Habs at 34 to one. I bet them to win the cup. They're now 18 to one. It's been like three weeks yep. since I made that bet. I think uh, nice. you know a lot of people are starting to um, lay some juice on them, you know, just to hammer home how good the Sabres played in those two games, despite getting any wins, they allow, they've allowed so far the fewest scoring chances and the fifth fewest high danger scoring chances at five on five playing a capitals team right? Who they have a lot of offensive firepower on that squad. I think the play here is the under I, I Carter Hart is, is great. He's the real deal. And you know, they may miss Couturier a little bit. I I still, even though the the Flyers lit up the Penguins in those first two games, I don't view them as a, as a crazy high scoring team. I don't know. Maybe that's weird to say. I still feel like Alan Vigneault and they have this system that they play, but I like the under, I mean, the totals at six, I could see um, I could see a two-one hockey game here. I could see a low-scoring game, so give me the under. That's kind of how I'm leaning here um, with that one. We can move along if there's anything else that you want to add from that one. Are you good, or you want to talk about your preds? No. no, I like that onward and upward, buddy. You want to talk about your preds? Home dogs here today, two and zero. What have you seen yeah. so far from them? Um, I, I think the, the biggest thing, and you always want this to happen, is that the additions are showing up already. The uh, Kunin looks really good. Like, look at he's not, you know, he's not going to score 40 goals or anything like that, but he does look like a difference maker, um, you know, and, and add some speed to this team that was, that was much needed. But I, I think a big difference is going to be a healthy Victor Arvidsson and a very motivated. And it looks like kind of pissed off Philip Forsberg. He looks, uh, I believe this will be his best statistical total. You know I mean? I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it one time, barring injury. Of course, if he gets hurt, then I'm wrong. You mean, but that's, I mean, it's professional sports, full contact hockey. Guys are going to get hurt. But if he stays hurt and, you know, he's only out of the lineup for, you know, from Nicks and Bruises a couple times out of the year, I think he has his best, you know, relatively speaking, because they're only playing 56 games. But I mean, I think, you know, percentage wise, he has his best statistical year. You and I love, love Arvidsson, right? I can't say yeah. anything bad about Forsberg. He's an absolute stud. He's got a goal in each of his first two games. He's a sniper. He's somebody who got disrespected in season-long drafts. I don't think his price is um, where it should be in daily. He's he's a he's a volume shooter. Again, another guy that I, I like volume shooters. Can you tell? I like guys who like to shoot the puck. Uh, yeah. And Philip Forsberg is one of those guys. So um, what about UC Saros? What have you seen from it? Like, is Pekka Rene just 
I don't want to say it's dust, but man, Soros, that's his net. We, when we were together the last night of the NHL in Montreal and we were talking about UC Soros and how he just completely took over the net. And it was something that you had seen coming for a while. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a split that started last year. Yeah, um, it Pekka was this considered the starter, but Saros was playing a lot, and that was weird because I mean, Reina was a guy that didn't come out of the net. I mean, he literally played uh, every game except for back to backs, and sometimes would play back to backs. That's obviously changing. You know, he's he, he's an older goalie. You know, really tall, had problems with his hips before, um, but kind of changed his style and then had this resurgence. Everyone thought he was kind of cooked. Um, I still think. I think right now teams are trying to stockpile as many wins as possible. Now, we talked about it during the first show. You lose four or five games in a row, you might be out. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to make up that ground in a shortened season like this. Um, so they're trying to stockpile wins, I think, at this point. But I think in a week or two, you're going to see a lot. I mean, I don't know. I, I have nothing to base this on. Of just, It's just speculation but i think you're going to see a lot of 50 50 splits i think saros is going to go until they're kind of their first back to back then you'll see then you'll see renee come off the bench and then i think it'll be a split i think yes saros is the starter at this point renee is the backup and they're going to ride saros as long as he can get wins but at some point it's going to become more of a split because they're playing so close together this has never happened in the nhl before so they're everyone's just kind of learning as they go yeah and you see saros have kind of available in leagues like he doesn't have a, yeah. a high ownership I mean he's hovering around I think 60% ESPN leagues for anybody who plays over there Yahoo's a, is a bit higher I believe he's around 80% I like the under in this game as well like I like a lot of overs usually but it's if I'm gonna pick any unders today like Boston New York under this one Carolina Nashville under and this next game is probably my favorite on the board um San Jose and St. Louis heavy favorites, the blues here, but I think you can grab them on the puck line. I, I really do think so. It's only been two games. Again, I'll throw that out there, the sample size, but I watched both of the sharks games against Arizona and it was, it was fast paced. There were a lot of scoring chances on both sides. So I don't want to take into too much out of that game, but last year, the sharks, I know they had a lot of injuries or missing a lot of guys, right? Carlson wasn't healthy. He wasn't playing the Meyer wasn't his self. Kane was out of the lineup is out of the lineup. Um, geez, there's another guy who's Meyer was out of the lineup. Like they just, or um, Hurdle, sorry, was out of the lineup. Like had so many injuries. I think they're a bounce back team. I think they're going to be a lot better than what they were last year. And Eric Carlson, man, his first game, he was looking real nice and fresh and played a lot um, of hockey. But the last time we saw the Blues, they lost eight nothing to Colorado. I think they bounce back here. And so far in the season, the Sharks allowing the second most high danger chances at five, five on five, the second most scoring chances, the second most shots, a lot of rubber. I really like this Blues team, man. I like their offense. I think they're loaded. Mike Hoffman back in the lineup. I, I like David Perron. I like his I like his price on DK, which we'll get into. And I like his shot prop at two and a half. It is plus money at two and a half, David Perron. So I like the blues here tonight, man. I think they win the totals at six. I understand that you're really going to have to lay a lot of juice. Maybe it's not for you, but you can put it into a parlay, the parlay at the end of this show. I think you, like I said, I think you could take them on the puck line. Am I wrong here in thinking that, or are you going to lean with maybe the sharks? Maybe, maybe you saw something in that eight, nothing loss. I think what I saw was just a pissed off Colorado team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for me, I just think that, because like you said, I believe that San Jose is going to have a big time back, bounce back here. You hear it from every guy. Oh, I'm in the best shape and I'm feeling way better. Like everyone's saying that, but for Carlson is like, he was playing hurt. You mean like not to the point where he's injured and he couldn't play last year. He's making too much money. He's going to play, but his ankle, he was not the same Carlson. He wasn't the same guy. He didn't have the same skating, didn't have the same, same pop, you know, it, and, and I've only watched a little bit of him this year, but he looks like the Carlson of old. And, Dude, he played and, 32 minutes in the first game. 32. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was instant. Right. And I think, 
I have Meyer and almost every one of my teams, everyone was, was, you know, kind of clamoring to get him last year, size, speed, shoots the puck a ton, hits like crazy. I mean, in fantasy, this guy is an absolute gold mine and everyone, he was drafted very, very high last year. And as a person that had him everywhere last year, left a sour taste in most people's mouths, but I went back to the well this year. I think I'm going to be really, really happy with that. He's, he's a beast. Now Couturier being healthy, you know, this is a good hockey team, you know, a really good hockey team and deeper, I think, than most people think. St. Louis is a great hockey team. For me, uh, I'm, I'm going under on this, and, and I think because it's going to be just super highly competitive. Yeah, I under is probably the play. Um, Bennington, I, I like him. Bounce back, maybe. But yeah, this Blues team is loaded. I mean, when they add Mike Hoffman and they put him on the third line with Robert Thomas, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and eventually, at some point, they'll get Tarasenko back. But I like that top line, Sanford, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron. I think that's uh, certainly interesting. And then there's value across the board, even in Hoffman, Robert Thomas, Jordan Carew. Like, these guys are, are underpriced on DK. And like I said, guys, uh, San Jose just... As, as much as we're talking up Eric Carlson and some of the other pieces that they have back in the lineup, I just don't think that they're um, a strong defensive unit. This is a team that gives up a lot of high danger. I think we'll see the blues bounce back three more games before we get to some DFS picks for you, Vancouver, Calgary, Minnesota, Anaheim, Arizona, Vegas. Is there any, you have any strong feel of any of those like Vancouver, Calgary, are you leaning with the over like a lot of goals last time these two teams played just over the weekend? Jacob Markstrom had the shutout, but we know that JT Miller is going to get back in. That's a big boost to Vancouver's top six. Yeah. It, it, I'm still not sure what Calgary is. I mean, it, it's hard to, to think about, you know, where you want to put your money on, on an over and under, you know, who, who you want to bet on to win this game, because I'm not really sure who Calgary is. I mean, uh, I said I had them out of the playoffs and then I watched their last game and they looked pretty good. And Johnny, mm-hmm. Johnny Goudreau looked super motivated puck was kind of on his stick all the time uh you know which is a good thing for the calgary flames he's a guy that makes things happen um i think vancouver wins this game uh i I like the addition of holtby i i thought that was a really slick move by them at that the price they got him at a veteran guy to come in and you know kind of him and demko to share that net uh, him to start a lot of games at, early on in the year but jt miller is the difference maker here I, I i think that vancouver wins the game but i think with with six, I, I, geez, I'm just not sure what Calgary is. I think I probably go over there, but I, I'm nervous about it. <laughs> You're, hey, you feel a little unsettled about. I, I'm with you, man. Vancouver, the upset on the road, whatever. It's like we talked about. I don't think you can take too much stock into home ice advantage. Like some teams will play good at home. They're familiar. They're in their own building, but Vancouver. The fact that they just played them, they were just there. There's no travel, right? They just, they're going to wake up. They're going to play Calgary again, and they're going to get JT Miller in their top six, who had a phenomenal season last year. Keep an eye on Quinn Hughes. If Hughes doesn't play, I, I don't, I, you know, he does so much for that team, yeah. especially on the power play, that that alone would make me lean with the under, but I still would like the Canucks to bounce back here against Calgary, Minnesota, Anaheim. I don't really have a feel on, on this game. I, I, I suppose like wild, I would take Minnesota, but I think the under is the play here. Watch both games, Anaheim and Vegas. The ducks just couldn't generate really anything. I know Vegas is a strong offensive team, but, or a defensive team as well. I, I just feel like Minnesota, man, Cam Talbot got my boy Batty to make a Cam Talbot board here today. I like him in DFS I liked him heading into the season. I thought he was um, somebody who wasn't really getting drafted. This Minnesota defense, pretty solid, man. Last year, they didn't give up anything. They were among the leaders at 5-on-5 five five and just not allowing high-danger chances, scoring chances. They controlled the puck. They didn't score a lot of goals themselves, Eric, but they're strong defensively. Talbot is going to have a good year, I think. I really do feel like this isn't Talbot playing for the Rangers a few years ago with holes in their blue line or the Oilers a few years ago when he had the one good year and then, you know, all the de- the defense in Edmonton or the lack thereof uh, and a lot of pucks went by him. I think he's in a really good situation here. I don't love Anaheim's offense. Give me Minnesota in the under. That's kind of how I feel about that game. 
Yeah, I'd go Minnesota in the under two. I like Minnesota. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the year last year, they, they were not a good team. But before the break, before, you know, the, the, the shutdown of, of the season, Minnesota was really making a push. You I mean, like they were they were really battling. They were becoming a, a strong team. Uh, I think these uh, is one of the best three defensive cores in the entire league quietly. Like Spurgeon is an unbelievable player. Suter still got it. It doesn't come off the ice, plays a ton of minutes. Dumba's, uh, I think it, it, this could be a, a really coming out party for Dumba. And me and you talked just before the show started, this Kaprizov from, from the KHL. I mean, he's a rookie, but he's 23. He's been playing with men for, you know, since he was 17. So he, you know, this is, you know, guys, his size and speed, it's no surprise to him. He looked cool as a cucumber in the first game, got an assist, scored the next, the next game. This guy, I believe he is going to win rookie of the year, which is a little, little, little bogus because he's 23, but uh, this is still his NHL rookie season. The first time playing in the NHL, a lot of people are going to be talking about this guy by the end of the year. They're already talking about him now, right? Yeah, yep. had 21 minutes in his debut. He had the three points. He had the overtime winner, 19 minutes in his second game, picked up an assist as well. So he's got four points in two games. You're right. He is a rookie, but he doesn't look like one. He looks like a vet. <laughs> he didn't do anything too crazy flashy, but he just was in the right place at the right time. He was in on 21 the 21 minutes. Over. Yeah, playing 21 minutes in your first NHL game, 21 minutes. As, for, you're, as, a, as a winger. You're right. a rookie. That that might be a record. I don't know if it's not. It would actually surprise me. But 21 yeah. minutes from a winger as a rookie, it's insane. Yeah, playing in all situations as well. Um, yeah, he looks he looks really good, and he's not he's underpriced too. Uh, he's a guy that was drafted pretty late. I don't think a lot of people like they were unsure. I think some people are unsure about players coming over from the KHL. Right? Yeah. We've seen some. We've been burnt before for sure. Exactly. There's been a couple in Nashville that you're that you know, mm-hmm. you know, too well, that didn't live up to yep. some of the hype, but yeah, Kaprizov is a, uh, he's an absolute stud. I'm a big fan of his. So if he's available and in your leagues, just double check, he shouldn't be, but just, you never know. And if you have never him, know. don't be selling high, hold on to the kid. He looks real good. One more game, Arizona, Vegas. I don't want to spend too much time here. Arizona, as I mentioned, watch that San Jose game, gave up a ton of rubber, ton of high danger scoring chances. No Oliver Ekman Larson, their best blue line, right? Like he's gone. The blue line is super thin now without him. I like Vegas. I like the puck line. I'm going to like the puck line quite a bit. I think when Vegas plays a lot of these teams inside the division, there's just no value to take them on the money line unless you're going to put them in a four-game parlay. So I like Vegas. I like Pacioretty. I like the shot prop for, for Max Pacioretty. He's got a goal in each of his first two games. He's got five shots in each of those games as well. Max Pacioretty, I know it's high, three and a half shots, minus 155. I'll tell you what. Max Pacioretty is a bit of a puck hog. And that's what I like when I'm looking at shot props. As you see, I got line A over two and a half, loves to shoot. Perron, same deal. Two and a half plus 110. Sveshnikov, two and a half plus 100. Tatar, two and a half plus 135. Brock Besser, two and a half. He had four shots the other night against the Flames, plus 118. And then Pacioretty, three and a half minus 155. Eric, these are all volume shooters, right? There's no good to play a Mark Stone. I watched the game the other night. Mark Stone, all he wants to do is pass it to Pacioretty, and all Pacioretty wants to do is shoot the puck from everywhere. Right? He had 300 plus shots last year. He's been among the leaders over the last five years in shots on goal and goals. He's very similar to Ovechkin in terms of just shooting it from everywhere. There's games where he gets six, seven shots on goal. So I'm always going to take the over three and a half. Matthews is another guy, a volume shooter. I saw him three and a half, but it's juiced. It's like minus 245, depending on, I mean, this could get up to four and a half. I took the four and a half plus money on the weekend against Ottawa. He hit that. Uh, but for the most part, I like to just try to find those two and a halves, Eric. I think there's more value, um, at least on the money line or, you know, the, the plus money to grab these guys. What do you think about those players that I mentioned with the props? You like Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I like Patrick. I have him in a lot of places uh, and these bets like that with shots. I mean, he, he's almost guaranteed every game. He's going to have at least two. So like over two and a half. I mean, I'd smash that all day and it translates to season long because of opportunity. You know I mean like he, he plays in, in all important offensive situations. The, the puck comes to him. We know Mark Stone is an unbelievable hockey player, 200-foot uh, player, loves to distribute the puck. And as soon as Petri gets it, it's on his stick and off his stick. He can shoot the puck, and he does it a lot. 
So yeah, sign me up all day long. I love having guys like that, that shoot. I mean, if you're in a shots league, look guys, it's not just goals and assists. That's a category too. This is how you win your league, paying attention to guys that shoot the puck. It's important to have those guys in your lineup at all times. Max is 10 to one for first goal. I would throw that one out there. JT Miller's 14 to one for first goal. He's going to have a top six role. I, I would throw that one out there for you. Um, you know, Edmondson dry settle is nine to one. McDavid is plus nine fifty. I think both of those are, are pretty solid options, but the Habs are all over the Oilers. We didn't talk about that game, Montreal and Edmonton before we get to some DK, uh, any feel on, on that, uh, the Oilers in their three games, at least six goals, total in each of their three games their losses they've allowed uh, at least five man the Habs really took it to them at five on five at the end of the day it was the shots if you're looking at the box where you're seeing Carey Price had a, a really solid game and the Oilers got 35 shots I believe but Montreal was all over them from puck drop to to basically midway through the third when the game was already out of hand over yeah, over. Every Edmonton did, game over? I know it seems like a cop, but we make it a seven and a half at one point with Edmonton. Kind of this freewheeling offense. You mean they didn't do anything to, to improve their defense and they did nothing in goal. Now Mike, Spitz, Mike Smith is injured. I mean, these guys, Connor McDavid is going to have to score two goals every game for them to be competitive. It's going to be very, very difficult for them all year. Anytime, I mean, especially playing Montreal. Montreal looks really good. Six and a half seems like a lot, but I mean, I'm going over for sure there. Yeah, I I like the Oilers to to at least bounce back and show us something, but I just don't think they have the personnel on defense. And it's not oh. all Koskinen. I know a lot of people are all over Koskinen. I, you and I have talked at length. We don't, we couldn't understand with all the goalies moving around in the NHL in the offseason that they didn't do anything, that they didn't yeah, want that they were fine with Koskinen I again it's not him it's just the defense is not great like Tyson Berry is a great defenseman he's a great offensive defenseman yeah. he's not a great defensive defenseman and they need they need some of those guys right they, they yeah. just need help on the blue line all right um DK let's go over we got about five or six minutes here we'll wrap up the show Center position, Connor McDavid up at the top, 8-4. Austin Matthews, 8-3. Leon Dreisettle, 8. Jack Eichel, 7-4. Sebastian Ajo was a bit of a <laughs> – that's an understatement. He was a big letdown against the Wings on the weekend. 6-9. Tavares, 5 points already. Uh, tied atop the NHL lead in scoring. 6-7. Hurdle, 6-6. Pedersen, 6-5. Shifley, 6-3. Anybody jump out to you? I like Tavares. You mean, like you said, like he's, he is playing unreal. I read a quote from him, uh, you know, right at the start of the year, him saying, you know, he had a good season last year, but not the same kind of season that John Tavares has had. And he said, I don't want to have a good season. I want to be considered an elite player. I guess he just, he worked and worked and worked and worked in the off season. Obviously he looks highly motivated. So, you know, at that price, I, I, I like him. And, and I think this is going to be a huge season for him, man. He looks like a beast right now. Yeah. I would say the Leafs, if you can get up to Matthews, do it. Tavares at six, seven is a, is a value, right? He's, yep. he's a discount. He should be a little bit more expensive than that. And you're right. I mean, he's got the five, he got the five points, uh, 32 DK points in his first 28, 20.8 in his second. And then really nothing in that in that third game against the Sens, but that's where I would go. The Oilers boys are, are always fine. I think they're great, but the, the two Toronto's, if you can get there on Matthews is fine down the list. We got William Carlson, Logan Couture, Kevin Hayes, Lies Lindholm, Sean Monahan, Ryan O'Reilly, Nick Suzuki, five, three, absolutely love them. Vince Trocek, Christian um, Dvorak, and then Mikhail Backlund. I mean, I, I think we talked about it opening show Suzuki, right? He's Montreal's best playmaker. There's yep. chemistry already with Josh Anderson scored two goals in his debut. He's got Anderson looked shots in a couple games. Yeah. He's underpriced as well. I just feel again, what we talked about, don't need to, to, to hammer it too much. Any Oilers fans out there, we love you, but the defense, there's some holes. So I think yep. Suzuki stands out as a pretty solid value here tonight, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I, I love that price for him. Uh, we both, I mean, stayed in contact during the playoffs last year. I mean, that was his coming out party. And I think there was people that were doubting him uh, even this year, you know, this season, like where he was being taken in season long, I, I think was disrespectful to him uh, and uh, a positive for me. Cause I have him, uh, I have nine teams and I have him on eight of the nine. So go Suzuki. 
I've played in a lot of leagues with you. This is why I don't have Suzuki on any of the squads. I mean, you, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Taking him from me. Um, okay. Uh, thanks a lot for that. He Value. was a guy that I. Re- he was a guy I reached for. I I reached for him all over the place. He has has paid me back already. Uh, I also re- reached for Anthony Mantha. Not so good so far. Yikes. Hold. Hold. I'm holding him. I, yeah, I'm not okay. holding him. He's too good of a player for him to play like this for the whole year. Detroit will improve. I, I believe that um, they've got a lot of good players there, young players. Um, they'll turn around. I still think they're going to be in the bottom of the league, but I don't think they're going to be in last. The value at center besides Suzuki, I do like Kevin Hayes at 5'8", but as I mentioned, I think that's going to be a low-scoring yeah. game. Chandler Stevenson centering Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. He's a value. Robert Thomas is a value. I've already mentioned the Blues. I like the Blues tonight against uh, San Jose. And then Morgan Frost is 2-5. I mean, he's just going to get more ice time, more opportunity uh, due to the Sean Couturier injury. So he's somebody to keep an eye on as well. But as I said, I do feel like that is low-scoring, but he's somebody that if you're playing a lot of DFS, you're playing multiple lineups, 2-5, you can do a lot for your lineup over at winger max patch ryan usually hopkins kyle connor evander kane timo meyer mark stone matthew kachuk andre sveshnikov 6-8 is underpriced mitch marner 6-7 underpriced as well kevin fiala for me if you can get to patch ready i would always suggest it honestly i already gave tons of reasons earlier volume shooter if you can get there i don't mind it kyle connor 7-3 think there's going to be a lot of goals scored in that game um matthew kachuk like it as well. I think the stack, if you can go patch ready stone, uh, that's a pretty good stack. They play on the line together. They play on the power play together. If you want to put in the whole line with Stevenson, not going to get top power play may not even get a lot on the second unit. Uh, you know, you could do that. He could save you a little bit of cash that way. Uh, but Mitch Marner six, seven, I think, you know, again, not a volume shooter, which I like, but six, seven at that price for a game, I think could see six, seven goals. Uh, I'm into him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime uh, Marner is, is a great player and at that price, it's not going to stay there, right? Like it's, it's going to go up. Um, the DK will, will adjust as the games go forward. So you got to take advantage of those values right now when they're low. It's, it's uh, I like the Stevenson pick that you said um, Hayes was actually, that's uh, the first guy I put in my lineup was Hayes. Uh, then I kind of built my, my thing around him and with a, he's only at five, eight. So it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's a, it's a good place to start with Philadelphia. I don't think they're going to t- score a ton, but I think that that top line is going to play a ton. Uh, he's looked really good. Giroux has looked really good. I'm putting them together as a really good stack today. If you're going with the Oilers, you think they're going to bounce back at Yamamoto in your lineup four nine. He's playing with dry set. All the chemistry is absolutely lit between those two. Some other values at winger, Josh Anderson, Joel Farabee, David Perron. Perron is only four eight. He's mispriced. Mike Hoffman, Joe Thornton. Uh, Riley Smith is only three, six Riley Smith. I think Vegas could score four or five goals tonight. And then Jimmy VC from our guy, Matt best loves them. Uh, defense, Brett Burns up at the top, Roman Yossi, Shea Theodore, Alex Petroangelo, Ryan Ellis, Mike, uh, Mark Giordano, got Morgan Riley, Shea Weber, Dougie Hamilton, any defenseman stand out to you? Eric Carlson's five, eight, another guy who's mispriced. I like Jeff Petrie at five six. It's it's a good value. I I think Edmonton is going to let in goals, and and Montreal has looked really good, and he he's looked really good too. Like I don't get it. he's not you know maybe not playing on the top power play, but he's been he's playing a ton of minutes. Yeah, he is playing a ton of minutes, and he always lights up his former team. Right, we're talking about the Oilers. They used to have defensemen. They used to have this guy. They just mm-hmm. gave him away for whatever reason. But Petrie at five six, top power play time. Eats a lot of minutes, loves to shoot the puck. Love the Petrie call from you. Pionk, Neil Pionk, 4-7. Think he's a value, top power play time. Think there's going to be some goals there. Barry's 4-3. Rasmus Dahlin is only 4. Morrissey's only 3-9. He is uh, getting a ton of ice time as well on that first unit, first pairing. And then Gustafson from Philadelphia. He's getting power play time as well. Shop blocker can save you a bit of cash. I think spending up if you can get to uh, one of the Vegas guys. I prefer Theodore over Petrangelo, even though he's more expensive now. It started Petrangelo over Theodore, but I do like Theodore slightly more. I just, he joins the rush. He loves to shoot the puck as well. He's getting that top power play time. I think we'll see, we'll probably see them both together at times when it matters. Uh, But for now, it's going to be Theodore on one unit, Petrangelo on the second unit. Shea Weber is interesting at 6-1 as well. I just think there's going to be a lot of ghouls there. In net, if you can get to Leonard up at the top, sure. Not going to hate it. Never, never will. Uh, if it's Fleury, Leonard, one of those two, I think it will be Leonard. Bennington, 8-2. If you can get there, I like it. Carey Price, 
I just seven, six, the fact that he's playing against the Oilers, I think there's something to be said about rostering a goalie against Edmonton, getting some leverage going against the field. I think most times, you know, when you see price against Toronto or you see price against Edmonton, a lot of people will, will still want to play those players. If you're not in on Edmonton, why not go the other way and play Carey price? I thought he was phenomenal in that game uh, the other night against Edmonton. He had 34 saves, 35 shots. And then I like Cam Talbot. I just, I like what I've seen from Talbot. I like the Minnesota defense. They're solid, man. They got a lot of players there. Matt Dumba, a nice bounce back here from him, I do believe. So Talbot's got the two W's to start. 34 saves, 33 saves, 17 DK points, 16 DK points. Anybody that I didn't mention that you like, or do you like those guys? I, I like everything you're saying, and, and I want you to say it out loud too, because I said it earlier, we like Minnesota. Yeah, we like Minnesota. They're a good like hockey them. team. Like the wild. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird to say. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever said it ever <laughs> since them being in the league. I, I just, they just feel like this non-existent team. And, and I really believe in the Minnesota, the Minnesota wild this year. All right. Playoffs. Yes. Yes. I think they make it. Yes. I think they make it with too. the defense and the goaltending and, and the addition of, of Kaprasov and some of the, the younger guys maturing. Yes. Yes. I think Minnesota's making the playoffs. All right, Matt, how did the parlay do last uh, last show? A bit of a redemption showing from you after a rough first free parlay. Uh, you went three for four, nailed the Colorado money line, which is what you were most confident on. Uh, Toronto-Ottawa over, you hit as well. Washington-Buffalo, you and a bunch of people got that one wrong. And the Tampa Bay puck line, you absolutely nailed it. Brings you up to four for eight for the full season. Batting 500, Manny, not bad. Not great. I mean, it's better than the first week. Let's just go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to be nice here to you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Mayo may kick me off the show if I keep giving, (laughs) you know, offers. Um, Today, it's early. Columbus. I like Columbus. If we get that one out in time, I like the Blue Jackets. I like the over in Winnipeg and Toronto. I like the Blues. I'm putting the Blues on there. If you want to take them on the puck line, go for it. But I'm just taking them on the money line. St. Louis, Columbus, money line. Winnipeg, Toronto, over. Montreal, Edmonton, over. And for the late night crew out there, Vegas, puck line. Calgary, Vancouver, over. And Vancouver, win. And why don't you, why don't you just throw St. Louis on that one too? They're getting a W today. They're getting a W. Uh, Matt. Any final words? Anybody you're, you're feeling? I know you're a big puck guy. Uh, I've started building my ticket so far. I'm all aboard this wild uh, puck line right now. I think the price right, is boys. really high. So, I mean, keep me or count me as a believer there. I'm probably going to parlay them with the Blue Jackets on the puck line as well. See what I can get out of that and then uh, go crazy. Nice. I love it. Matt, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for the work. And Eric, love talking hockey with you, man. Enjoy the week. Any questions out there, you can always hit us up at the Eric Young, at Chris Meany. Again, subscribe, rate, review, five stars, leave your email. Pat's giving away money, free money, people. And if you have any questions, leave them in the YouTube section. I will scan all the questions. Thanks for watching. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. Cheers.